listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. This week, our live story is from Victoria Vincent. Victoria talked about everything from living with polycystic ovarian syndrome to uh, vaginal surgery to sleep apnea. This week, I sat down with Caroline Twyman. Caroline told me about living with anxiety and depression in college, which uh, led to an interesting situation with a empty jar of tomato sauce. I won't spoil it. Um, and we also talked about uh, diva cups quite a bit. Here's Caroline Twyman. In college, I had I made one friend uh, my sophomore year, and we were roommates. And then she wait what? <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait, you had one one friend your whole sophomore year? Oh, my whole college career. Just the one? I was uh, I was very depressed and anxious. I oh. um, I was on like antidepressants and like anxiety like in high school, and then I took myself off in college, and I just like was oh. very. Um, so anyway, I like had <laughs> yeah. So um, and. So we were roommates, and then she moved away, and then I didn't like my roommates, so I uh, went to another dorm, and I got these new roommates who I didn't like, <laughs> and, like, didn't, I don't know, I, I didn't really like to, like, see them when they were, they were, like, out, they would hang out in the living room and, uh, like, make food and stuff. Wait, question, where did you go to school? Boston U. Oh, okay. Um, Did everyone go stay in the dorms their sophomore year? Or not? A lot of people stayed in the dorms. They had a lot of dorms. Oh, okay. um, but some people moved off campus if they had, like, a lot of friends. Um, we all, like, no matter what, basically almost everyone would move to, like, yeah. a house. Like, a shitty college yeah, house yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of the dorms. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, I stayed in the dorms. And then, I, so I was just, like paired up randomly with people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So they would, uh, they, w- they were, like, all in the same program. They were engineers, and I, like, felt... I was just scared of talking to them because I felt like I wasn't as good at stuff th- as them. So I, uh, like, I would buy groceries and, like, take them back to my room, and, like, I would just, like, eat stuff in my room, and then if I wanted to cook, like, I'd wait till they weren't... In the, you know, living room, yeah. and I go out and cook, and, like, but, um, I was, like, a vegetarian, and I, like, basically just put, like, tomato sauce on everything, so, um, but, like, sometimes they would be in the kitchen for, like, you know, when I was hungry, so I would just, like, so I just started to, like, eat tomato sauce, um, plain out of the jar, um, in, in like, alone in my room with a spoon, um, and, like, so there's this one day that I, like, was, um, yeah, like, I, I, I ate, like, the most, like, a half a jar of, like, tomato sauce, and then I was, like, so it was, like, empty, um, and then, like, you know, they were, like, still around, um, they were still around the apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that same day, um, you know, I'm, like, in my room for a while, so there's, like, nowhere to pee, um, so I, like, I don't know, I had a jar, like, 
that used to have tomato sauce in it, so I peed in the tomato sauce jar, and, <laughs> and like, that's the kind of college experience I had. <laughs> um, and that was my story, and it was going to take 10 to 15 minutes, but that's, like, I don't know. I, was just... I mean, I have a lot of questions, so... <laughs> I have eight questions. So, okay. <laughs> um, so wait, did you make it all in the jar? Number one, because I don't think I could pee and hit fully hit the jar the whole time. Um, yeah, it's like didn't it fill up the jar either. No, it was a big. It was like a pretty big jar oh, okay. and like a wide mouth. Okay, good. All right, well, <laughs> good. I guess. Um, I think, and I've heard since that guys do this, like, with Nalgene bottles and stuff, like, which, you know. Just because they're lazy? Well, They don't even have crippling anxiety? <laughs> yeah, they, because they're lazy, they're, like, watching, um, like, whatever, porn, and they just, you know, pee in their Nalgene bottle. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but they also have, like, you know, the means to do that, like, in a non-gross Yes. <laughs> Um, Jeff, this is one of Jeff's stories, but when, one time in traffic, he had to pee really bad. He had a very small bladder, and, but he peed in, it was like a water bottle or something, but he f- just couldn't stop peeing, and he, f- he filled the water bottle all the way up and just overflowed all over the car. Oh, no. <laughs> um, d- um... Okay, wait, so then the rest of your college career, did you, then did you ever live, like, alone, or? No. So you could be I stayed in that, I, did, I stayed in that particular dorm situation for two years. <laughs> like, just peeing in jars the whole time, too? No. I think that was, like, that was, um, that was just, like, a particularly low point. Okay. Um, I mean... Actually, like, it really, I just didn't do that often, um, but I was always, like, anxious, and I don't know, it's like, it's just so, it's so crazy now, like, I don't feel like I'm like that at all anymore, um, but I was very, I was very anxious and, like, didn't, I, like, on, like, if I was in a situation, a social situation where there wasn't an objective, like, I couldn't do it. I just completely avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, like, it's, meeting new people is, like, hard, and it, like, takes, like, takes something out of you, I think. I've, I've always said that, and, like, some people thrive on it, and I think yeah. those people are psychopaths, but, yeah. um, yeah, the, like, first two weeks of college, I didn't, I did not talk. Like, I, and, and then, later on, I would find out, like, then later, I, like, it took, it took me, like, two weeks to, like, warm up, but, so then I was, like, friends with everyone and then like at the end of the year they're all like yeah we thought you were a huge bitch at the beginning of the year because yeah. you didn't talk and I don't know why that people always take that as being like aloof instead of yeah. being scared well I think like you're an attractive girl and like you're it seems like you should be confident and like <laughs> no one would think like that you're shy it's just that you're like stuck up oh, you know no, no nasty biatch I, ha- I had a lot of people tell me I was uh stuck up like a snap my own mom told me to <laughs> <laughs> but, um but yeah a snot what did she call well, you that other that other people thought I was a snob 
Oh, a snob. Oh, <laughs> it makes because snob. I not hang out with them. Like I don't hear that anymore. Like, I'm not invited. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, you, you are you're intimidating. Like oh, in do a you way. think so? I yeah. don't think. I think I, I think I make such a bad impression every single time. So it sucks. I feel like if people, if I only meet people once, I'm like, oh, I can't. Too bad. I can't fix it, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need two weeks. <laughs> we need space. Like I... I need two weeks for you to uh, warm up to me and vice versa. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, like, when you when you talk, it's, it's better. You don't talk often. <laughs> okay, these are good notes, I guess. For... <laughs> Sorry to make this about you. I know this is supposed to be my time to shine. Um, but I only had... I only have one awkward experience. So. <laughs> okay. At our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike story. And these are some of those stories. And I will begin. Um, okay. When I got my first menstrual cup, it was awesome, in all caps. But when I tried to rinse it out in the sink for the first time, the stream of water was so strong, when it hit the inside of the cup, it created a three-foot-high volcano eruption of bloody water. I cleaned it up and never told my roommate. The She cleaned up the diva cup or the... The or blood. The, <laughs> the blood's water. Uh, that's, I mean... That's kind of like what happens when you clean it out. That's just that's like every public restroom you like take it out and <laughs> see. Okay, I never take mine out in public because I ha- I've have like a very it's not a very heavy flow, so I don't need to. And so I will just when I use it, I'll just every time I shower, I'll dump it out really and pop oh it back in. So like every twenty four hours, I would say. That's so lucky. Yeah, it's it makes it really slick. Um, one time when I was drunk, I took it out. It wasn't even because I had to take it. I feel like I've probably told this story before, but I had to take it out. Um, I was at a bar. I was going to go home with somebody. And when I was in the bathroom, I was like, because it's always kind of awkward to be like, just hold on a second. I'm going to go uh, get this shot glass out of my vagina. It's, yeah. And then, and then, you, and then you're up next. Like, <laughs> so I went, I was Also, peeing. do you just keep it in? And fuck with it in? Do you do that? What the hell is that room in there? Oh my, he was the most cavernous vagina. <laughs> Seriously, don't they feel it? It's like it gets wedged, like in a weird sideways way, where it's like. Does it's it not... still hold the blood in? Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not like at the twenty-hour mark. Like it's yeah. you know, it's like. <laughs> I, I've never I heard of that I, before. Let's move on. <laughs> wow, just jam it in. I've had people say they could feel my uh, IUD strings, and so to hear that, do you tell them it's in there, or do you wait and see if they notice? Um, I, um, I have literally not known I had one in <laughs> Um, Imagine if you didn't I've, tell them, and then they had to be like, I think something is in your vagina. Like, if they thought they had to, like, bring it up and be like, I think you... That has happened one time. I think time. you left, like, a Lego in there or something. <laughs> that, happened, that happened one time, and then other times, 
Um, was he smooth about being like, I think you left a piece of an, a foreign object <laughs> in your body? Well, I was in a relationship. Oh, okay. um, so it was like, yeah, uh, then I think, yeah. Um, but I have, I have not noticed or known, um, which is, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've also, yeah, I've gotten like tampon stuck and I can't find them. And then, you know, when eventually I realize, out? like oh. I do the math and I'm like, <laughs> I like, you know, you should have like one, uh, exit per entrance and I think it's an uneven number and it's like (laughs) okay let's do some investigating (laughs) the human body is truly the greatest mystery of all I think yeah I think yeah that's such a great way to just smooth out what I just said (laughs) but maybe if you had some type of like you know like a log or something Mm -hmm. maybe if you had a little notebook in the bathroom so you could like an excel sheet like, sort of, like, clocking in and out, but for the tampons. That's or so, for anything yeah. you're slipping in there, you know, I think yeah. that would be... <laughs> yeah, like a guest book. <laughs> yeah, with, like... Just get one of those, like, old school, where you, like, put the time card in and it stamps the time. Yeah, 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 That could be good. That would be, be good. Cool. I could market that for other people who have my same struggle, too. Uh-huh, yeah, I bet there's a niche for that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of people listening to this pod. No, I said a small niche. <laughs> no, I, no, that's... <laughs> oh, so like a little joke. There's like eight people probably that do that. <laughs> a very small niche, I'll have you know. <laughs> um, a tight little niche. Yeah. <laughs> sort of 18 year old niche. Yeah, a little 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait, the end of the story was so I go to take it, I'm drunk, I'm power hungry or whatever, go to take it out in the public bathroom. Uh, to prepare my vagina for sex, and I dropped it into the toilet, and there was pee in there, and so I had to put, I put my hand in the toilet, it was my pee, but so, put my hand in there, pulled the diva cup out, I flushed the toilet, and then in the, like, clean water, I, like, rinsed it off. Yeah. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? I don't know. I... <laughs> okay, well, I didn't think that was the reaction you would have, I thought you... <laughs> I mean... You... I think you'd be upset. I think... <laughs> Well, like, I think, um... I wash it out are, like, later are, like, again. What? Like, I did... I, that was sort of the placeholder wash, and then I wrapped it in toilet paper and put it in my purse. Oh, okay. But I washed it again later. But okay. Cool. I wouldn't put that back inside me Oh, like that, I thought you... For the record. See, I thought And you were totally normal. on board. I was is, on board with that. I thought it Which was. is wild. I, okay. Um... <laughs> you shouldn't... I don't think you should do that. Oh, I don't do that. The water probably is fairly well, like, clean. It's like, um, a jellyfish thing. You... It's pee on it? Pee, pee is uh, sterile. Oh, yeah. And um, is shit peeling. sterile though? <laughs> okay, but you said there is pee. Was, I'm just people oh. shit in the toilet. Oh, it was one of those places. Okay. Um. <laughs> it wasn't the number one only. You didn't bathroom. say it was the owl. <laughs> that's gross. Okay, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's your turn. Okay. Um, the, uh, I had a pillinidal cyst in high school, didn't know what it was, it ruptured during study break, and I had no idea what to do, so I drained it and changed pants. Um, so, 
Epilonitis is the, do you know, it's like, no. it's do at you the know? base of your spine, and it's just like a cyst that's like basically above your butt crack, and it's at the base of your spine, and it's just like a, it's like a cyst, like, it's like a big pimple, but like, underneath your skin, and it's like pus filled. Oh, wow, so, see, that sounds right up my alley, um, not, not to have one, but to watch. Also, my roommate Anthony had one. Oh, he did? He did, and he has a really funny story about it. Should I see if he... Anthony! <laughs> Anthony! Could you come in here for a minute? <laughs> see if he'll tell it on the podcast. Mm. Hey, we need you. It's important. Could you come in, Come and stand here. Will you tell Will you tell us the story about that cyst you had on your butt? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure, folks. Um, okay, this is my this is my roommate Anthony, token token white male on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, We've I've only had one other one. It was Jeff. So. Oh wow, I feel honored. I'm in rare company. <laughs> oh, and Wyatt one time. Okay. So third, but that's still pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I had a thing called a polynodal cyst, which is right. At the like top of your what? What they called? It's pill and idol. Pill. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's not. It's polynodal the, sounds more correct. Like it poly, is pilonidal or something. What is it's it? Pilonidal. That's what we just read. That's why I. Oh I, yeah. I brought you in to tell the story. Did, I know no, because did, did you read this or anything? Oh, she would have one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, it's uh, due to. Uh, it happens where there's a lot of hair or when you have a lot of inactivity being sedentary, sitting. <laughs> so it's because I'm a fat, lazy, hairy asshole. He's not fat at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know why I threw fat in there. I'm actually not very, I don't know. But anyway. You're a little fat. No, I'm, I've, I'm, I've rounded out a little bit. I used to be real. I used to be so skinny. It's yeah. irrelevant. So I something I was I was still I was like a teenager and I was still living with my dad so I, I went to the doctor it was like four thirty p.m. on a Friday it's like the I was the last person he was seeing probably before his weekend <laughs> and they're gonna lance it <laughs> but they're I mean they have sent like a nurse to check in with me for a minute and she's like super cute and I'm like I, of course I was seven, I was seventeen so I thought I'm like any girl that is like looking at me is flirting with me so I was like. She, I was like, what kind of music are you into and stuff? <laughs> and then, like, 15 minutes later, it's her and the doctor, and he's, like, lanced the thing open, and they're, like, pressing on my, like, back to get all the fucking <laughs> liquid out. And at one point, I, like, looked back to, see like, see what they were doing, and the girl had her, like, head turned, like, her mouth into her shoulder and was, and was like, dry heaving, like, literally going, like... <laughs> And then after the appointment, I had to ride the elevator down with the doctor because it, it was like it ended his week. And I had to like be in there with him like in silence. I just you just saw my horrible fucking asshole. DJIF. It's not on. It's not on your literal asshole. It's like right at the top of. I mean, for other people, it's different. I don't know, but mine was right at the top of your like where your ass cheeks start. It was gross, and then I got it again while I was living here. Oh, really? Yeah, but I was like, now I'm like not on the Papa's health insurance anymore, so I was like, fucking, what am I gonna do? And I just, you just put baking soda and vinegar on it, and it goes away. Mm. You just, I was just, I did it for like three or four days. Yeah, you you say some, you say John three sixteen into a mic, into like a megaphone into your own ass. No, but yeah. If the, and any listeners and whoever wrote the story, if you ever get this and you have bad health insurance, or you have no health insurance, 
baking uh baking soda oh, and vinegar. Awesome. Rub a little bit of it on there, it'll go away in like three days wow. or less. Home remedies. Well, I should use that. I have a cyst on my head. I think anything. it probably works for any type of like it's growth like or anything like that, yeah. I've had it for like seven years. Oh, uh, I had Is one of those. Soft? I had one. And it like let me, and, and let the me thing touch it. If you um if you if you get them um if you get them oh, lanced and stuff, one. they just like come back. Yeah, I have to part that's why I've hurt my hair like <laughs> I used to I had one of those too, it's right on top of my like right really like hard. at the like base you know. of my head over here. And I got to take it out. When the, when he took it out, it still had, it had a hair in it, like a hair growing out of it. Oh, it fucking, was so gross. My coworker has one that's literally a golf ball size, like oh. here, and it gets it lanced and it comes back. Jeez. But Yikes. maybe that's what you should, what I should do, because I don't put know. a little stuff on it. Yeah. I think I feel like the it's so the pylonodal thing or whatever nodial is. Uh, it's. A different type of cyst than what that is on your head, but it's worth a shot. It just is smelly and gross. It's baking soda. Mm -hmm. okay. So do it like at the end of the night when you're going to bed. <laughs> and that's that's, that's my started. medical advice for everyone out there in the dream world. It's like oh, it's so gross. It's just dead skin that's just hanging out. It's not bad or anything. It's on. Luckily, it's on your head and no one really sees it. Yeah. It was, but was, it's like if if oh, like a, like a, someone if I get a haircut. And they give a, a head massage or something. Yeah, or like people are like, whoa. ever, like, it's like, ooh, um, have you gotten that checked out? And I'm like, you're like yeah. I actually have, and it's like a normal thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you know what that just reminded me of? Okay, one time I went on a Tinder date with this guy, and I don't know. Okay, okay, so I said, this is a weird thing, but whatever his, what his name was, uh, I was like, just making conversation. So I said, I went to high school with a guy with your name and uh, he had a brain tumor and like <laughs> which is not great but <laughs> why am I laughing <laughs> and he went he was like he's like are you fucking with me I was like no and he was like I had a brain tumor <laughs> and so get that so he's a kid so he's really he's very young when he was like one or something he had the tumor removed and um so he has he he's always had this like massive scar on his head from the surgery and his parents didn't tell him that you know, he was so young, they were like, we have to find a time to be like, okay, by the way, you had this big tumor removed when you were a kid. <laughs> so he didn't know about it for a long time, and he was like... Wait, what did like, he think it was? So they told him it was... They told him it's something like his... They said it was like a cowlick or something. Like, something like that. Like, it was. they're like, that's just the way your hair parts, because that's your cowlick. And I didn't tell him what it was. And he was, um... He always got his hair cut at the same place. And the guy knew not to bring up the massive scar on oh, his head. Oh, God. And they were going on vacation or something, and they couldn't get him into the other guy. And uh, so they went into, like, a great clips or something random, and this woman is cutting his hair, and she's like, so, uh, like, what kind, what kind of surgery did you get? Like, what's the scar? And he was like, oh, it's my cow leg. And she's like, no, that's, like, a massive <laughs> scar. That's not what a cow leg is. <laughs> He said he could see his mom, like, on the other side of the window, like, see what's happening and be like, Ugh! and try to run in and get the woman to not tell this kid he had brain surgery. What's oh the big God. deal? And I then, know. I know. I don't really know why, but... I guess I understand. Like, things you tell kids, like, are very formative. Like, whether or yeah. not it's, like, you're unusually smart or, like, you had a brain thing. So, like, he would be freaked out that, like, you know, his he's 
damage. They don't. Then, yeah, then you have to explain what cancer is and shit like that. Or oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. think of that. Or, like, it could come back and, like, he'll Google it and stuff oh. like that. Although, I always think, I always think it's, I don't know, I never get that to hide it when it's, like, you just tell, maybe just tell them at the beginning and they would <laughs> be used to it and not be yeah. scared. I don't know. They're the one who I don't know. I'm not a mother. But I... <laughs> Anyways, pretty freaky, huh? I pretty think you should just be freaky. honest with kids. Just I think tell we them. Too. Yeah. If they had a brain thing, tell them. I don't even babysit those. Oh, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, he probably, like, I wonder if he really did have other weird things that were going on in his life or his mind. Um, and, like... <laughs> just the way if, you said mind really got me. What if he, like, I don't know, what if he, like had a, a dream about something growing in his head and he didn't know what it was about. Oh, that's fucked up. I, I just feel like I had really vivid dreams when I was growing up. Or like, or like, an inner life that I didn't know how to talk to people about. Like, I feel like, you know, the communication isn't always that good between parents and stuff. And what if he was just like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so different? <laughs> well, he was one, right? You said? Mm-hmm. So there's no way he was having memories. But when was he time. told, though? I think he was, like, I think he, when he told the story, he was, like, it was, like, an embarrassingly old age to not have figured it out right. by yourself. Oh. So I think he might have been, like, like 11 or 12 or something. Or... So he probably had, like, some side effects, you know what I'm saying? Like. I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not. Okay, I'm reading the next one. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> you can stay. Oh, yeah, do you, are you done with me? I don't know. Uh, if you want to leave, you can leave. If you want to stay, you can stay. <laughs> I'll favor one. Okay. We'll be in the middle. (laughs) All right, here it is. In college, I rejected a guy a blowjob, and he started crying real tears. Oh. Then used my hand to wipe the tears away. (laughs) Isn't that disgusting? It's like that guy can't use his own hand for anything, it would seem. (laughs) Wait, I didn't pay attention. I rejected. She wouldn't blow him, and he started weeping, and then wiped a tear off with her, her hand. That's some psycho. That's like the Joker stuff. would do that. <laughs> um, also, I just watched um, Eighth Grade on the airplane. And did you guys see that? Is it good? I loved it. My mom said it was really good. Yeah. I saw it with my mom, and she was like, that was the best like, bonding experience we had. <laughs> like, yeah. But the scene in the car with the like high school boy. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what that reminds me of. Like, like, teenage boys are such pieces of shit. And to be like. Yeah. I knew, my friend had an experience like that too, where he was he wanted to fuck her really bad, and he was like, "Well, you're gonna go to college, and like you're gonna lose your virginity to somebody that doesn't even like care about you, and I care about you, so I should fuck you." Uh, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't know about that," and he was like, "Well, how about anal then?" <laughs> Little that's fucking a bargain. asshole. Literally like, crying from not getting a blowjob is like one of the most. That's ridiculous. That's awful. Every time I've ever been denied a blowjob, I've just been like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> I was just throwing it out there. Wasn't really expecting it to go anywhere. <laughs> I get it. Do you pro- do you kind of propose it? Like, like hmm, what should we do next? I can't think of, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of a time where I've ever used we the word blowjob for sure. Yeah, we we could. Could. <laughs> I don't know. Blow, you can blow me. Blow me. I never it's really like, had that happen. <laughs> You've I never guess, said no to a blowjob? 
<laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I never had, like, a guy, like, being really... I mean, no, I have. I mean, I've had guys be pushy, but, like, not, like, a friend who's not, like, oh, I really want to hook up or something. Like, but I have, yeah. Guys in high school in particular. It's like, so, like, why did you even come if you don't want to make out? Like, <laughs> <Jeez>. Ew. <laughs> like, I think teenage boys, all their hormones are there, but their brain hasn't finished developing. I think that's why they're yeah. like it's like literally it's like a squirrel with a nut where they're like fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me and they just they're running around, they're banging into stuff that <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. They shouldn't be able to drive a car for sure. Yeah. They're too horny to drive, that's for sure. <laughs> when will my brain stop 25. developing? I feel like I feel like mine's still developing. It's twenty one for women and twenty five for men. Uh-huh. And your brain never stops like, you know, developing, but that's when your frontal lobe develops. Nice. I, was I what, did not think you would know the answer to that. I thought it was going to be a, like a rhetorical. <laughs> you knew the exact answer. Sorry to. Yeah, no, that was good. That, I never know the answers to anything. <laughs> you, no, you okay. Um, this one's super long, so just get ready. Pooped myself first day of college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so was it in private? Is what I'm wondering, or like. Um, that sounds... I bet it was not in private. <laughs> it's written in brown marker. We should mention too. It's <laughs> a bold brown <laughs> marker. Like, um, this, uh, yeah. I, this reminds, I mean, I was, I had a dry socket my first day of college. Um, I guess this was my sophomore year. So I don't really remember my first week of college. That's what it makes me think of. Um, but, uh, Myself. Oh, this does remind me of, um, in my freshman year, we, uh, went out as a floor one time, and... That's so classic. Oh. <laughs> and I had this really big crush on a guy who, um, we got to this party, it was a frat house, and they had, they were serving jungle juice and whatever, and he was flirting with my roommate, who I had already told I had a crush on him. Um, but they were flirting, and so I just, like drank the most jungle juice anyone's ever drank and like <laughs> sat in a corner um and then I got I was I just couldn't see and then I remember I was like woke up vomiting in a toilet with her and him um mm. <laughs> like holding my hair back <laughs> and uh so I was puking in the toilet then I wound up back at my dorm which was like a mile away so I guess we walked while I was blacked out for a mile and um then we were then we were sitting in someone's room and chatting and then uh <laughs> uh then he picked me up brought me back to my room yeah he was big enough to pick me up um <laughs> not to brag and uh so i woke up the next day had puke on my um had puke on my shirt and i had uh i had soiled myself oh. <laughs> and i don't know if that's what made him pick me up and go and bring me back to my room or if that happened in my uh in my room but i think it's the former so (laughs) So, and i of course couldn't ask him um (laughs) hey did my bowels just just sort of let loose at your house Wait, it was just pee, right? No. <laughs> That's what's... You fully shaved. <laughs> I 
So when you say soiled yourself, that implies shit, I feel like. Yes. Right? Yeah. I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, that was nice. Like... Nice of you. No, urine is sterile. That's... I feel like everybody pees, mostly pees themselves when they're drunk. More so than sh- I haven't heard a lot of times. I mean, it wasn't a lot. Like, it was, <laughs> and I didn't really look into it. Like, you know, just like if you could see it from outside or like <laughs> stuff like that. But I was outside just like, of what? That's a pants. Like, the fully pants. just. But I, but I had these nice, this nice pair of like blue outside pants. Outside of your dorm. <laughs> Good satellite imagery. See. I had these nice blue, blue pants that I just threw out and like. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and uh like i didn't look into wash i was just so devastated and uh, <laughs> so that i just don't know like i just i think i threw them out like in the the bathroom on the floor like and just like tucked them and put like paper towels over it <laughs> i just imagine if you did if you did show yourself while you're at their house they must. It must. They must have had to figure it. Like, they must have been like I, I don't know if it, it was this. Like yeah, the smell, <laughs> and then I am sitting there, like clearly, like in and out of consciousness. <laughs> Sounds like either no one noticed or everyone just sort of kept like kept it secret and didn't like yeah. bring it up again. Maybe just, they were freshmen in college and like awkward anyway, and just yeah, were, were trying like, to ignore. It. <laughs> everyone was. Everyone was on jungle juice. You can't. Until the most handsome man in the world had to, just took charge of the situation and, and carried me back to my door. I don't know. That was like so. The freshman year had been fun, like for the first month, and then literally that I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't socialize with them anymore. <laughs> That's too bad. Okay, this is my last one. Uh, one time I had runny diarrhea, which seems like an oxymoron, but, or not an oxymoron, what's the word? Redundant. Um, okay, one time I had runny diarrhea. I sat on the toilet for so long, staring at my phone, that I forgot to make sure I had wiped fully. Later, my boyfriend and I were making out and he put his hand on my ass cheek and told me, I think you missed a spot. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Does that... Does that speak to you in any way? I never miss a spot. Yeah, how do you know? Like... I wipe. I wipe. Uh, it's not that hard to get the job done. I don't think. Um, I think. I feel like a lot of men maybe do have a hard time doing it. I don't know if it's because they're lazy or their assholes are bigger. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if it's diarrhea and it's splashing everywhere, you got. Yeah, you gotta be aware of that. Even no matter how long you're on your phone, you can't. You don't get. You know, like. You don't like, pull your pants up and be, uh, you're, then you're like, oh my god, am I going to get shit all over myself? Like, how are you not aware of that? Uh, she must have been a drunk or something else, too. My, uh, my friend, when I was, at, uh, when I was in Europe, everyone, I was just in Europe, uh, <laughs> my friend that I was traveling with, I won't name her name, but, um, like the last, we were, we were, we were, we were in Paris, and, and I hear her in the bathroom, and she, I just sort of go, where'd it go? Oh no! <laughs> and I said, "What's wrong in there?" <laughs> and she's like, "Ugh, well, you know that thing where you think you're done going to the bathroom, but you're actually not done, and there's a little bit of shit left in there, <laughs> and then you wipe and you like smear it everywhere." <laughs> oh God! And yes. Like, and I was like, "Yeah, I do know that." <laughs> and she's like, "Ugh, well, I did that. Another shit everywhere." <laughs> 
Oh. She never wears underwear either. Like what? She just doesn't wear underwear. And she's wearing Good white pants, so she had to switch pants. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be dangerous. Okay, so I'm not that weird for my little experience. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll read one. Completely sober, too, I'd like to add. This is like at 11 a.m. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Or do we have any other comment? I mean, I don't I, know. No. Okay. No, the floor is closed. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, this is, I was growing through, I was going through a fun slutty phase in New York City and I had found a reliable hookup buddy. I went to his house for a tryst and this is written like, in, yeah, what she was up? wearing pearls when yeah. you wrote this. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went to his house for a tryst and long story short, I thought I was a little on my period, but I was a lot on it. A uh, Mary Mako duvet cover was perhaps irregularly damaged, and <laughs> my paramour did not seem to see the humor in the situation. Uh, last hookup. Um, so I chose this Ew. one. <laughs> it was so your duvet. You've um, ruined the tryst. Mary, Mary Mako duvet. Like, who, what is that? I don't even know what that I is. Know. Is that a designer? That's like the, you know, the must-have brand of duvets. Um, <laughs> That's like the catalog of duvets. Um, yeah, so I, hmm. I mean, damaged. I guess damaged would be the... the but like yeah, I was gonna, I I chose this one uh, to talk about um, my you know with mm, uh, the diva cup story which we were talking about earlier. Like you know sometimes you don't know you have a diva cup in um, for a long time and I you don't. know other people have to yeah Jenna knows which <laughs> you know makes me regret you know my whole. <laughs> My vulnerability. I um, always know what's in there. Not to brag, but <laughs> I always keep a pretty good uh, handle on what's inside. I think I'm <laughs> so disconnected from um, my uh, my sexuality at times that I just, <laughs> it's just like I don't feel anything down there ever. <laughs> nope, no feelings. Uh, <laughs> so. Our live story is from Victoria Vincent. Victoria is a Chicago comic, and this was recorded in September of 2019. Here's Victoria Vincent. We sold our words for property. So good, so good. Um, I like, I didn't want to be here tonight, not because of this. I really wanted to be here yesterday, but then today, you guys, you know how depression works? You just wake up and you're like, I'm not gonna be sad, but I'm gonna be. Um, and then I got to work, and that all fucked it up, and then I was here now. So I thought I'd, you know, make it better or ruin it with comedy. <laughs> I think my coworkers think I'm gross because they think I spend all day in the bathroom, like, because I have IBS, but really, I don't have IBS, I just play Niner Dash for like eight hours. I'm like, what else is going on, patients? No worries, I don't need to see them. Uh, and I've actually beat the whole game. So I'm concerned. Um, but when Gina asked to be on the show, I like, I was trying to think of gross things, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I don't know why the first thing that came to mind was sex. Sex isn't gross in society, like, it shouldn't be gross. Unless you're doing it right. And then it's like disgusting as hell. <laughs> <laughs> At least like, I'm doing it. Uh, 
And like, I was like, okay, well, I could talk about face sitting. I don't sit on people's face, but lots of men ask me to sit on their face. So, but that's not about me then. So the story wasn't about me, then it's about white dudes who keep asking me to sit on their fucking face. I'm like, how is that? That's not gross to me, that's just weird for them. And we all know that white dudes are weird, so that's not a story that I need to tell. I was like, don't make it about them. up idea. That wasn't a reason for them to just give me a bunch of reasons of what I'm doing wrong. I was like, oh, like, you guys, like, what, what's some gross things you're doing? We're like, one time you left a crumb on a table, and I was like, that's not gross, that's petty. <laughs> okay, that's, that's not, like, we're not even on the same page anymore. These people, they're just rude as hell. Uh, no, and then I was like, okay, I, I don't think this is gross, but I was like a weird kid. Um, super weird. I I used to like host TV shows in my bathroom <laughs> where I would eat shaving cream. <laughs> and then like give a review on it. <laughs> I was like, this one was good and um, fucking, it was so good though. <laughs> that person, that seven year old, she's way better than this girl. <laughs> She used to eat pennies on accident, and here's why. I used to like lay on the top of my parents, like on the top of our stairs, and I would just like drop pennies on my face to see if they would land in my mouth. And then one time, they landed in my mouth and went to my throat. So, and I, tell, I was like, I was terrified that I was gonna die, but I'm, I commit to that. So I just was like, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. If the penny kills me, I'm here for it. Um, and it's a single person. No, I just, I've always been like that type of person um, in life. Like, I, I was thinking more things. I was like, okay, what can I talk about? So you guys, I have PCOS, which is fun for everyone. I don't know if you know what PCOS is, but it's basically a disease where you um, somehow grow a beard, but are also balding at the same time. It's like a fun one. I'm like. Paul Giamatti's fatter, blacker sister. <laughs> We're doing so many things together. Uh, also more talented. <laughs> he, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it, it's funny, because like I was on a dating site, and this guy was like, hey, do you like guys with facial hair? And I was like, yeah, how about you? Like, what do you feel about facial hair? I'm doing it too. Um, it's also like one that gives you like a kind of deep voice, which is, I would be okay with it if my voice was like Louis Armstrong, and I'd just be like, I feel like that's what, that's not what his voice sounds like, but that's his, me attempting to do his voice, which is like a lot of, that's not it. It's not even close, I was trying to sing It's a Wonderful Life. Not It's a Wonderful Life, It's a Wonderful World. where I could barely even spell PCOS. That's a joke. I shouldn't have been able to spell that. 
Um, and you know, I would say the only difference between me at 13 and 26 is that, like, at 26, I um, was way more into good child fan fiction than I was at 13. <laughs> 13, I was just getting started. 26, I'm like deep into that, writing it, reading it, submitting it. Um, no, so yeah, when I was diagnosed, it was a little bit hard. Like, you know, I was 13, it was young. Like, people don't understand what it is, and uh, my parents didn't understand um, at all what was going on. My dad's a doctor, and um, that surprises people because you guys are racist. <laughs> <laughs> <He's a doctor. laughs> and so, like, my parents, like, none of us, we knew, we didn't know what to do with it. It's just like this thing that was. It's still constantly being diagnosed, and most people don't understand it. What PCOS stands for is polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, and it's just like a, it just fucks with your hormones, so no god's end. And so, like a lot of times, like I had no idea what was going on, and neither did anyone else, including the doctor. So that that was frightful. It's like, what's going on? They're like, we're learning too. Um, no, and so it didn't really have too much effect on me until I was starting to get older. Like, they put me on medications, and I was stable, and that was fine. And then when I got into college, I had a fun experience with, like, all of the abscesses on my body. And I, like, I, like, was cool with it. Because, again, my dad's a doctor, and, like, I, like, like, I would sometimes just, like, be on his computer and just, you know, swipe right, and there was someone's surgery pictures. And I was like, that's fair. Um, but, so I didn't really know a whole lot to do with it, and it kind of had tamed down for a little bit, and then I would just be like, like, imagine going to college, and, like, your roommate finding you, like, performing surgery on yourself in your bed, and you're like, oh, this is awkward. Um, just gonna cut this right open and let it bleed out. Um, which no one asked for, except for me, that was fun. I, before that, I had bought a Wii game for surgery. And they don't make it in America anymore, but it's, but it's, but they do in Japan, and it's super fun, okay? I still play it, and my friends would always tell me, because there was like this part where a character would scream, DOCTOR, when the patient was dying, which happened a lot with my patients. And I was, it was a Wii game, you actually really searched, it was everything, it was, we were all there for it. Um, but it got like it got worse and worse. You know, like living in like with college roommates, it was hard. I, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea, and like here, let me tell you a little about sleep apnea. It's um, it's like going to sleep and uh, like stop breathing, like for fun, just in the middle of whatever's happening. And so on top of that, I was like, okay, like what's next? It's pretty much the only thing I inherited from my father. Not the smarts, but the with the sleep apnea, uh, where I'm just like snoring and then I'm like, <gasps> I'm alive. <laughs> Every day is a guest, okay? <laughs> it's like doing poppers, <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> I was like waking up in the morning for me, I'm like, there I am, she's there, she's awake. <laughs> like it's weird to go through that like in your early 20s because most people don't expect that. It's hard to deal with that with friends and I'm like, okay, like, I would be just be, like, constantly pussing everywhere. I had, like, that sounded worse than it was. It's hard to tell level of grossness because I don't think I'm gross. So when you ask other people, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's a gross thing. But I'm like, no, that's normal. Like, did you guys not eat pizza off the floor when you were drunk? Like, are we not all doing this? Did you not let a pizza that you ordered at midnight sit until 8 a.m. and then eat it? Like a savage over the sink. 
We've all done it. And if you're saying that you haven't, then you're lying. I did this two nights ago. I went to Costco. And Costco is fun when you're single because um, you can buy enough stuff until you die. And when you're single, it's just like there's, there's so much you could get there. And it's never going to run out. And I bought a rotisserie chicken because they're, they're so good. And then I literally, like, I am not eating Saturday. I got drunk on Saturday and I ate that chicken over the sink. Like, someone who's never been trained in society. I was raised by wolves. And, like, I wasn't. That, this, if my mother saw me do that, she would be so upset. My mom's like a combination of like Emily Gilmore and um, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> if either of them were black. And like, they're not, it's fine. <laughs> but you know, my mother thinks we're white, so that, that works for some people, I guess. For me, it did not for very long. Um, but I've always been like a gross person. I literally, I, I think people's definition of grossness is just like dependent on what they understand. I don't think I'm gross, but at the same time, I ordered a pizza once while I was throwing up. <laughs> After I had given myself food poisoning, and not even from something I had cooked on like that, I waited a week and a half to eat a piece of chicken. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fight you on this. I called everyone like, yeah, you shouldn't eat it. And I was like, bitch, I'm gonna eat it. I do not tell me what to do. <laughs> I lost 10 pounds that week. So, that was so good for me. I ate, I drank a lot of Gatorade, and I had a pizza that I threw up almost immediately. Um, no, like, I, I, like, I've been sick most of my life, and when I was in college, you know, I had a lot of rough rounds. I, like, I had an issue where, like, I was trying to lose weight, like a normal fucking human, and I started working out, and then I, like, keeled over in pain one day when I got home, and my roommate would take me to the hospital. And then it turns out that I had, like, given myself uh, torsion, which is when you turn your ovary on itself, and you cut off blood flow to your ovary. And I did that from working out, and I have never worked out since. <laughs> I was like, that is it. We did it the one time. Here we are. Um, so when I went to the when I went to the uh, ER at my like I was in college at the time, so I went to an ER in like a a school in Southern Ohio, which is not somewhere you want to be at the ER. <laughs> and like the person, she was afraid of my doctor, my dad, because he's black. No, she was afraid of my dad because he's a surgeon and she's a resident. Um, and she's like, "Have you ever had a pelvic ultrasound?" And I was like, "No." And she's like, "It's a lot like having sex." And I was like, I've never had, I had never had sex. And I didn't, but I didn't want to be a fucking bitch. I was like, yeah, I've had sex. I'm cool. <laughs> and then, which is like, because the public ultrasound, they basically just stick it up your hoo-ha and like they look around. And I was not ready. And instead of explaining I wasn't ready, I just said, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking cool, bitch. I've had, I've had penises up there. <laughs> And um, that was not correct. I did not have had penis at the <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just like a lot of pressure. And then we're fine. And then we had the surgery. And we're so good now. That was, nope. And then fast forward. We weren't good. 
Um, then the abscesses turn into like contagion level abscesses. If you guys ever seen the movie with Nicole Kidman, where everyone dies from viruses that you can't cure anymore, that's fine. It's that was her best work, I think. <laughs> and um, so I had to get surgery, and it was so fun for me and everyone else involved. I actually had to go to a plastic surgeon, and I was so excited for this because I was like, I'm very Real Housewives, <laughs> but don't don't place me in Atlanta. I'm like Vicky from Orange County, who's like just this crazy batshit old woman who has no sense of anything. That's me right now at 26, and I I, like, I had to have that surgery, and um, it it wasn't the surgery wasn't that bad. Uh, my, my surgeon actually has a Snapchat, and she was like, oh, can I put your surgery on Snapchat? And I was like, oh. you know what, why the fuck not? Um, and after that, she put me on Snapchat, and um, I, was, I told him, this is why grossness is like, again, it's a spectrum. And she put it on Snapchat, so I sent it to all my friends, like, you guys, go watch my vagina be opened up. Because um, it's fun for everyone. I actually got, I have eight incisions where she cut open. I have like scars here, and like here, here, and here, and here. No, there's nothing back there. But everywhere else. And um, I don't know, I thought it was like a normal thing to ask your friends. Are you guys not posting your vaginal rejuvenation surgeries to your friends' Snapchats? That's fair. Um, but then like she like, so I had a lot of scar tissue because I've been getting abscesses since I was 16. So this was like, this was like, eight years later. And what she did was she like removed a whole section of the front of my badge. And, um, but then she, there's this one picture on her uh, thing where she held it up like a, like, like the white men on Tinder hold up fish. <laughs> she was holding up the, like the, all the scar tissue and she's like, this bitch had five pounds of scar tissue. If anything, Guys, my vagina is tight now. <laughs> that was that was four years ago. Um, I think that's math. I think it's still tight. It, you know, it's tight. Um, <laughs> but I thought that that was a perfect. She literally like it was like Guinness World Record thing. She like sent a picture for holding it, and then a picture for weighing it. And I'm like, bitch. When we consented to this, I thought you were gonna do before and afters, not just a detailed thing of what you took out of my fucking body. Which is a bunch of, now I'm done, I mean, it looks great. I'm basically six again. Like, it's, it's You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Caroline Twyman. You can find me on Twitter at uh, uh, Caroline Genius or uh, on Instagram at uh, Caroline's Off Broadway. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. Our live show is produced by Carly Ballerini, Allison Dunn, Sarah Sherman, and myself. The theme song is performed by Natalie Grace Alford. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LadylikeChicago, and to subscribe and rate this podcast, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.